We are back. We are back. Like Dre. We back. Um, and my apologies. It's been a minute since we've been live. You know, we college students, midterm week. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, crowded school where I'm stressed, but we back with the boys. You know, I'm Big J Go Brazy, Big J. Come <laughs> on, boy, Big Big Math and Big Ant, man. What's yeah. going on? What's good, Big J? Let's go, boys. You were coming for that one. (laughs) I love it, though. We back with another one. Another one. You already know what it is. You already know what it is. DJ Mass. You already know what it is. Shout out my boy. His uh, his new song, Moth to a Flame. That shit fire. The Weeknd. My boy. Shout him out real quick. Everything. But, fellas, we got a lot to cover tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so listen, it's it's that time of the year, my favorite time of the year. Outside of the World Cup, the beginning of basketball is always the most exciting day for me just because the NBA is the only league where players switch teams more than I switch shirts. I um, Everybody's all over the place, and this we can finally see what's going on. Anthony, let's start with your Brooklyn Nets, man, and what happened. Uh, I mean, saw them take the L. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the first three quarters. I didn't watch the last quarter. Actually, that's not true. I watched the whole thing. I, I was thinking about the Laker game. Laker game, I watched the first three quarters. But um, I think that the loss of Kyrie is very apparent in that first game. I mean, when your third scoring option is not there and you're playing a very defensive-oriented team, you're not going to get the best results. But uh, I liked what I saw from Harden the first half. He sort of cooled down. I really liked what I saw from Patty Mills. That man could shoot lights out when he's on. Kitty was okay. Patty had a. Said Patty had a tough night, man. He went for twenty-one points. I didn't see that coming. Seven of eleven. He went seven for seven from threes. Oh my god! He was shooting like I was saying, he was shooting lights out. I mean, I think I think we definitely need a better defensive uh, lineup out there. I think we could have used Andre Drummond, but he's in Philly now. Uh, speaking of which, Nets are playing Philly right now. I think they're down by nine at the moment. But uh, yeah, but the, that first night, the, the Nets just don't have anyone like a Guardianis. That's the that's the big issue. I mean, when you got that six ten, six eleven guy coming right down the middle, there's and there's no one that can step up. I mean, Katie's not a great defensive player, and he's got and Giannis got way more muscle mass than him, so he can easily just body him. So, but, so we just don't have that. They tried Nick Claxton at it, and Nick Claxton just. Was not doing anything against him. He was getting yeah, I'm looking, at, yeah, I'm looking at the box score. You know, Katie had 32 points. Um, Griffin had six points. Uh, Claxton had 12. Harris had nine, and Harris had 20. The only help from the bench was, like you said, Patty Mills. I mean, I like I was doing some schoolwork, but I kind of caught the game like last minute. I mean, and yeah, no I, depth. I was, I was seeing Giannis dunk. On, I was seeing Giannis dunk, and and I think he had 32 points. Mills had 20. Um, Lopez had eight, Holly had 12, and Chris Al had 10. Um, so I mean, obviously, I feel like Kyrie would be a, a big boost to the team, but hey, it is what it is. Here's the thing I'm, I'm not worried about the Nets, I, they got two of the top 10 players in the league, they're, they're not going to be down for long. I, I think they, they definitely could use Kyrie, but I don't think it's the end of the world. They're going to be facing easier competition up ahead. They're going to get their wins. They're going to get their confidence back. I mean, they're playing Philadelphia tonight. 
Embiid's looked good so far from what I've been watching. Uh, no Ben Simmons tonight, which we all expected. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I don't. I'm not too worried about the Nets. I, I think they're they're not going to be too bad moving forward. They'll win some games for sure. They'll make the playoffs and slide in there. But I'm telling you, man, I said it before. They have no bench. They got Patty Mills. Apparently, he did. It can Patty Mills put up 21 points like that every night? I don't think so. Uh, in Brooklyn for sure. I need to get it together. Um, Kyrie, obviously, I don't think we're going to see him for the season. It'd be nice if he did come back. But at the end of the day, man, we've already seen teams that have two stars. Obviously, like the Clippers. I don't think Paul George is a top 10 player. But, you know, he's up there. And we see what happens when you have a lack of depth and you have a lack of a big man. You know, they got Serge Ibaka over there with the Clippers. But when's he ever really injured? It's basically the same um, situation, just with two better stars. Um, I should say two better because I think Kawhi, one healthy is the second bar I just named. But man, Brooklyn should be better. I just I don't like the depth, man. I, I don't think it's gonna be enough. And then you get some big man help in there because what are you gonna do when you're facing the Embiid's, you're facing the Giannis's, you're facing the Anthony Davis? Like, good luck with it. Yeah, healthy Anthony Davis. Like he's looking pretty good. Anthony Davis, man, getting rebounds, and I feel like he's healthy. Um, well, speaking of the players, man, um, how do y'all feel about? So I think yesterday, like, so it's the seventy, it's the seventy fifth season, the seventy fifth annual, you know, list came out. Um, any surprises? Any any snubs? Y'all think? You know, you got Clay Thompson got 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 voted off. Um, you got um Dwight Howard. Um, obviously. When you're making a list like that, it's hard to, you know, put 75 players on a list. And, you know, um, obviously LeBron made Damian Lillard, you know, Kurt, uh, uh, Seth Curry. Like, who do y'all who do y'all think should have, you know, made the um, top 75? And, you know, how do y'all feel about that? Let's go with, uh, with Big Mass first, man. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Dwight Howard was the biggest snub I've ever seen in my life. I'm a big Anthony Davis guy. But what has Anthony Davis really accomplished so far, man, in terms of Dwight Howard? We're talking about multiple defensive player of the years. Dwight's got the same ring that Anthony Davis has, even though that Davis played a bigger part of winning that championship. But to me, the 75th should be about legacy. And there's some guys on there that I think there was a recency bias with. I think Anthony Davis shouldn't be on it. I love Anthony Davis. my favorite big man in the game right now, especially me being a Lakers fan. Damian Lillard is one of the most exciting players I've ever seen in my life. But did Damian Lillard deserve to be like Tracy McGrady, who actually won a scoring championship and actually has accomplished something? They may really do much yet. You know, he's got a couple of all-stars. We know he's been snubbed a couple of times. But is Dame a top 75 player of all time? I don't know. You know, so to me, those two are, are, are the biggest um, left outs. Oh, and Ben, I, I got to be honest, I think Ben Wallace should be on that list too, just looking at some of the names. Ben Wallace, multiple defensive uh player of the year you know so to me i, I would have liked to see those three on there i don't know when he was playing on boston i don't know if paul pierce is better than some of the names i just mentioned obviously you can debate skill but we're talking about to me it's resume right and there's a couple of guys that that i think i've just done a little more man and i think dwight is the biggest one so yeah. disrespectful yeah you for, you for, before wait, it, oh go ahead bro go ahead was it you forgot someone Vince Carter. 
Oh, yeah. Where was Vince Carter on that list? Big snub, man. I mean, he, he played for over 20 years. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's in the top 20 in three-point shooting. I think he's, he's definitely in the top 30 in scoring all time. I mean, he didn't get that ring, but he was in that 15-year stretch from, was it 99 to I think probably 2011 maybe, he was a top 15 player in the league every year. And he, he was definitely one of the more dominant players of his era. And I think he should have been, and of course, in the 2000s, which is probably one of the most tougher eras in in basketball. And to be a top 15 player throughout that era, he definitely should have been in the top 75. And I think it's sort of a travesty that he's not. Are y'all shocked? Oh, well, before I bring it, um, like, I mean, I thought I was surprised, like, Clay Thompson. I mean, I know, like, he knew he was missed, like, you know, couple of seasons with the injury but like when healthy like he's probably one of the like up with curry he's probably one of the top shooters with with, with curry i'm surprised he, he was snubbed um uh, i'm not sure who came out but someone said Kyrie should have made top that list but i i don't i don't i don't know about that but as to, I, I mean as terms of skill like maybe brandon like you said skill and skill and resume but skill i mean he's a Skill point guard, but I feel like you know overall resume. Like, I don't know. To me, Clay Thompson uh, is a bigger snub than uh, Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie is a very talented player, but when we're talking about Clay Thompson, we're talking about a man who's been the second best player. The, uh, quite frankly, the Pippen to Curry's Jordan, um, second greatest shooter in league history. Over, I'll take him over Reggie Miller to be honest with you i'll take him over ray allen if i and i need one clay thompson we, we always talk about how curry uh revolutionized the game and it going to a, a three ball you know everybody shooting the three well clay thompson literally is the definition of three and d guy i can't think of anybody that does it better than him a man scored 60 points just off of 11 dribbles for crying out loud when he is healthy he is locked down and he is any team would love to have him you know any team he's a compliment for any star and quite frankly, uh, I think I, I forgot to mention him. I think that was a big snub too, especially him having the multiple contributing to the uh, dynasty that was the Golden State Warriors. Well, I mean, moving on, we should probably move on from that. Uh, you guys talked about the Nets earlier. You were ready to bash the Nets. Let's talk about them Lakers real quick, you Lakers Here we go. fans. Here we go. Dude, don't even get me started, all right? That was uh-huh. the most pitiful performance I've ever seen in my life out of yeah. Russell Westbrook. Our bench was absolutely just – you know who You know who was the shining moment of that entire game? Oh. Avery Bradley, who made three days before off the Warriors practice squad. We saw Steph Curry and Draymond was very upset that they were losing that veteran presence, and he – he was annoying as hell for Steph Curry to go against. He um was just playing lockdown, hitting them open threes, and just doing exactly what you expect Avery Bradley to be doing. LeBron James, though, I give a lot of – even though I'm a Lakers fan, I don't give LeBron James enough credit some days. LeBron looked like he turned the clock back to South Beach 2012. And oh, yeah, he had the six and the okay. head back on too. Dude. He looks scary, man. The six – Having bulky, he looked more agile. He looked, he didn't look tired like we saw him in the, in the um, playoffs. But I'm gonna be honest, man. Y'all see that three? Oh my God, he was shooting better than Curry out there. Curry sexy, had an off night, dude. He was just splashing it. My father's looking at me like, 
who is this man? I said, that's 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 South Beach LeBron. All right. I don't know what he did, but he brought it back. Anthony Davis did his thing as we expect him to. And those two alone, when they're healthy, can get us to the finals for crying out loud. Russell Westbrook, I believe. Went three for 11. Really, they did exactly what you need to do against Russell Westbrook. And that's just kind of uh, frustrate him and get him to, you know, try to do a little too much. Sometimes he's his own worst enemy. But if Russ can pull it together, and which I definitely think he can, this team, especially with Kyrie being out, this is the team to be. I'm telling you. Obviously, we got some growing pains. We also have to remember there's three players that were on the roster last year. Braun, Anthony Davis, and THT, Talon Horton Tucker, all right? Outside of them, everybody was not here. You know, obviously part of the uh, the championship team, the last championship team, but still a year removed. They're definitely getting new rotations, new game plans. you got to figure out a new flow, am I right? So let's let the growing pains, you know, come. But I, as long as uh, they stay healthy, this is still the team to be, absolutely. Big J, I know you a Lakers fan, dog. What you think? I definitely agree, man. Like, I look at the stats right now. You know, um, uh, AD had 33 points off of 15 26 from the field. He was one for five from the three point line. LeBron, like you said, Old South Beach, Miami, vibes 34 points with 13 for 23 from the field goal, five for 11 for the three point, 11 rebounds, double double. Uh, uh, AD was a double double. And uh, I don't know, people are just so quick to. Um, be like, oh, the Lakers are, oh, they look bad. Like, Russell Westbrook is, went, it was trash. But, like, it's, it was only the first game of the season. Oh, we know, let's talk about Carmelo. He looked pretty good, too. Like, nine points off the bench, you know, first couple shots. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, I think they play the Suns tonight, right? Uh, that's the 10 that's 30 game, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I want to see them play against the team that knocked them out. Of, of, of the playoffs. So, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a good matchup tonight. Um, but, like, yeah, I think it's – I mean, even for Ant's Brooklyn Nets, it's just too early, man. Um, obviously, we have the free agency coming up or or or, or the trade deadline um, later in the season. So, teams can shake it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as as a whole, like, in the first half, we did pretty good. Um, second half, I mean, Russell, went, Russell was just shooting, like, like – Bricks and bricks and bricks, and we all know he's not a shooter. He's a he likes to penetrate the, the paint and dunk. Um, but I mean, obviously that comes with chemistry and you know time. So I mean, they gotta. I mean, I'm not gonna say panic time yet. I would say by like Christmas, you know, the, the Christmas game, um, they should definitely uh, be better. But I mean. Like we were up, what like ten against the Warriors, and then uh, Curry was going off, man, and then got pulled. We got um, that what's his name? Damian Lee. Damian Lee, yeah. and then what's their center? Um, the Looney. No, no, no. His name uh, is um, Wiseman. 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 No, nah, no. Nah, I'm sorry if I butchered his name. Nemanja Belisica. Uh, center. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna attempt that, man. Yeah, that was a unique yeah. thing right there. But the yellow cut, I think. Sheesh. Yeah, that, I yeah. think that's it. I I'm gonna just going mess on, it up. But um, yeah. I mean, I think it's just too early to. Uh, I'm not sweating over the loss. I mean, you know what I will say though, yo. I was a little disappointed. I saw DeAndre Jordan that first offensive possession. He caught the. 
lob, put it in there. I was like, oh, already looking better for us than he ever did for the Brooklyn Nets. And then my man got killed in the paint the rest of the game, to be honest with you. So uh, they're going to need some help down there in the paint. Um, obviously, they got Dwight and AD, but man, I don't know DeAndre if Jordan got a role to play, and he better start learning how to play it. Otherwise, we are screwed. I don't know, uh, man. I'm big man. I don't know if this is your man, James Foti. Uh, Lakers washed. It's the next time, man. James Foti. Uh, yeah, nah, no, give it up for the next. Let me show the comment, man. Shout out, James. Listen, fellas, <laughs> James P. Foti. Oh man, Foti, my dog. Down. I met him when I was working down there. That is the most genuine guy ever. But my man is a, the biggest Lakers. I'm sorry, the biggest Knicks fan I've ever met in my life. Yeah. To be honest with you, my man loves the Knicks more than anybody that I personally know. I know a lot of Knicks fans out there, but I'm talking the Knicks legitimately affect my man's mood. James, I'm gonna say this one time, so enjoy it. The Knicks looked amazing last game out. Kemba Walker need to get it together. But Evan Fournier, shout out Evan Fournier. I've been telling Knicks fans that's a great pickup. He balled out, put up over 30 points for them in that uh, win against Boston. They held Jason Tatum um, to an awful shooting night, and he was just kept on trying to force too much. It was really sad to see. But Julius Randle and the Knicks, they did work. I expect them to do work all season because even this is a team that even when they are awful offensively, they got that that defensive mono coach and Thibodeau. You know they play lockdown defense. They get guys who aren't known to play defense to buy in and play defense. So shout out the Knicks. They're really excited. They're on my top three teams. And quite frankly, if I'm a Knicks fan, which thank God I'm not, but if I was a Knicks fan – I'm excited to see what comes, but Kemba Walker needs to start being a little better. Big Kemba guy would love to see it. And what do you think, Ben? Uh, I didn't any, uh, catch any of the Celtic Knicks game the other night, but uh, I'm just looking at the stat line right now. I mean, you got Fournier with 32, like you said, Randall 35, and then Mitchell Robinson 17 boards. When you got a guy including the glass like that, I mean, you're in good hands. And of course, we were talking about Thibodeau. We talk about all that. Like either like guys who just weren't panning out for other teams, and they all just come to the New York now, and they're just starting to become a like a better unit altogether. I think, I think the Knicks are definitely if they keep this like mentality up, they could definitely make their way into a top three seed this year in the East. It's, too, it's still too early to call though. I mean, you got a lot of good teams in the East this year, but what what we saw uh, the other night, I'm I'm very confident in saying that the Knicks could be a top three seed. Going forward. See, like, but I gotta, I mean, I got, I got a, like a little problem with the Knicks, like these New York fans, man. Cause I feel like every, I mean, yeah, it was a good win, double overtime win, but New York Giants, New York Jets, New York Knicks, one game, and people are going buck wild, man. I mean, no, but they're, don't hey, get me yeah. wrong. Hey, don't we're Yankees fans. We do this stuff too. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> facts, facts. But like, there was an Instagram post I saw. People were going, ah, ah, like Cuomo, the governor. Yeah, Knicks won. That was over time. Cuomo, we got the Blasio as the governor. Knicks are good. <laughs> like, bro, Knicks fans, chill out. Chill out. But no, they're looking good. My boy Emmanuel quickly going off. D. Rose going off. Knicks are looking pretty good this year, man. It, it's crazy to say. Just like I hate to say, like, the Browns are doing, like, you know. But like you know, Knicks. I mean, go win, go win. Um, I feel like I feel like they can come out the East, like or close, close to it. If they uh like they got a well-rounded coach in Tom Thibodeau, like my boy Ant said, Allen Robinson was they they missed last year. I think he was injured, 
Um, that was a big piece that they were missing last year. Um, if you have the center like grabbing boards um, like that and some shooters, and you know they're in good hands. But Knicks fans, pump the brakes, man. Yeah, here's the thing. You said that they could come out of these. I, I need to see more uh, playoff wins. Out of oh, for sure, for sure. Thibodeau sure. has never been a guy that excels in the playoffs. I think he needs to get at least a few playoff series wins under his belt before we can tell definitely that the Knicks are coming out of these. I don't think they're going to come out of these this year. Uh, maybe maybe next year if they can get a good free agent signing, but not this year. Dude, they're doing work there right now. Um, But like I said, Kemba got a- be better they're getting everybody in basketball everybody even if you don't like the knicks you like to see the knicks be competitive because then at least gives you someone to hate on that's actually worth hating on am i right i mean james dolan still don't care what everybody says worst owner in, in the nba right now um just for past instances we don't even need to get into that right now but that front office with leon rose is doing work mitchell robinson coming back healthy looking really good and quite frankly um the knicks are looking pretty deadly um they looked better to me than the Miami Heat did, to be honest with you, although might be back. My man dropped 27 points, 10 of 18, 4 from 8 from 3, putting in that work. I've never seen somebody turned on so fast in, uh, from a fan base. We're going, this is our guy. We love this kid. He's the future, has that sophomore slump that we know always happens. Never seen a kid get so much hate in my life. But now looking like he might be back, I expect we're going to be hearing the same thing from Miami fans that we're accustomed to hearing from Knicks fans of we got the best player, bop, bop, bop. But I'm going to be honest, those guys, Miami and the Knicks, um, meet up in the playoffs down the line. And I think it legitimately comes down to how their point guards are playing. I think that matchup is legitimately going to end up Kyle Lowry versus Kemba Walker. Um, I think history would let us say Kyle Lowry in the playoffs, but I, Kemba's a dog, man. I cannot wait to see that matchup. I yeah. hope we get that. Like you can't forget about my boy uh, from Duke, uh, like like RJ Barrett too, man. He had 19 points. Uh, I mean, subpar in the shooting department, but had five rebounds, two assists, and um, I mean, so you can't forget about him either, man. Like he's going off too, man. So well, if you also- look at the teams, right? If you look at the teams, right, because uh, I'm expecting, I'm calling it right now, I think we're going to see a matchup. Um, I think we're going to be looking at the fourth and fifth seed with Miami and the Knicks, to be completely honest with y'all. If you look at the matchups, you got RJ and Jimmy. I think Jimmy wins that. You got Julius Randle and Bam Adebayo. I think that can actually go either way, but I'm actually going to give it to Julius Randle because he played defender, but Julius is definitely the better scorer. So I got to lean with Julius there. I think Evan Fournier and Tyler Hero actually are very similar to each other. Fournier, they're both looking great right now. But to be honest with you, I don't trust either one of them to stay this hot. So I think both of them are right around 16 points per game is right where they should be, kind of balance each other out. I think this matchup legitimately comes down to Kyle Lowry versus Kemba Walker. History would tell me Kyle Lowry. But Kemba's home. He's got a, you know, he's buying in. He's playing defense. Let's see what happened, man. If it comes down to an ant, what do you think, man? If we're talking about the Knicks and the Heat matchups, I would like to see the bench. I think the bench is the key factor in this. Look at the Knicks bench. You got Derrick Rose, Obi Toppin, 
Emmanuel quickly. Like those are three guys that come off the bench and they can be X factors every given night. Any given night they can come in and they can definitely be a, t- a guy that can factor in this one. And then Miami, I mean, you got Markeith Morris coming off the bench, I think. Uh, who, who else? They got Old. Is Oladipo starting, or is he him off the bench? Is he back from injury? I thought he still had like that really bad injury. Yeah, but he'll he'll be back by the end of the year, though. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think he's back. But if yeah. no, but if he's not, well, he'll be coming off the bench probably, right? They picked Lowry. up PJ Tucker though. PJ Tucker and Duncan Robinson. So I think the bench for Miami is also very stacked. So I think this is more of a like a decision based on depth. I think the Knicks, I think the Heat probably have a little bit more edge in the bench right now. But as I told you, the, new, the, the Obi Toppin and Derrick Rose, they could be two guys that can come off the bench and become X factors for that team. And who knows, maybe any given night, man. We know we don't we know what happens in basketball. So are y'all still um so obviously we know Ben Simmons wherever he's gonna play. Like what do y'all put the Sixers like in the playoff mix? Because obviously Joel and B is still going off. Um, you know, Karen like anchoring the team. Um just came out the news came out that uh Ben first, well, uh he was at practice, got kicked out of practice because he had a freaking attitude. And then uh, he uh, now came out to the team that, you know, is not mentally, you know, there. Um, so what do y'all, where do y'all put the um, the Sixers in this mix? Man? Like, I think they're the third best team, even with the uh, loss of Ben Simmons. I think if Joel Embiid stays healthy, they got some quality players there. It's a solid lineup. Nobody really talks about Tobias Harris as much as they should. The kid's quality. Seth Curry has really come into his own. Um, Obviously, he's always going to be in his brother's shadow because I don't think the kid's ever MVP like his brother was. But that kid is still one of the best shooters in the NBA right now. Um, they're having solid rotations. JoJo, in my opinion, might be the best center in the NBA some nights. It's between him and uh, Jokic, obviously. When you factor in other big men, uh, including Giannis and Anthony Davis, he's still in that top four spot for me. Um, JoJo's a quality player, man. He's dominant. I think he is a glaring hole for the Brooklyn Nets. So for me, um, I I think Brooklyn's still going to going to be that number one seed, number two. And I think Philadelphia is going to be that third seed, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then fourth and fifth is up to the Knicks in Miami. Let's see how that plays out. Really yeah. interested. It just came out, I think, the other day that uh, Daryl Morey, because um, people want to see – people want to either see Ben stay or leave. And Daryl Morey came out saying that this process could take four, four years. Um, so I want to get you all Get y'all's hot takes on this, like so. Four years, man, like of this of this roller coaster with the Seven Sixers, and like, what do you think about? Do you see them playing Ben Simmons this year, like to get his stock up, or do you see them, you know, take really taking that four years, you know? No, I don't. I don't think they want to risk like the team chemistry at the moment by pulling in like a volatile guy like Ben Simmons into the lineup. Because the the Sixers are a playoff team, and you throw in a guy like that who's Ben or Joel Embiid's already talked to the media saying that he doesn't care about him anymore, and he's sort of trashed Ben in the media. So when you add a guy like that into the mix with your team, who's sort of turning their backs on him, I just don't. The play's going to go down. The team chemistry is going to go down, and I don't think the front office or the coaching staff wants that. Matt, as we think. 
Dude, I got to be honest with you. I'm so sick of hearing about this damn Ben Simmons thing. How dare you? How dare you, Ben Simmons? Act like this prima donna. You ain't done nothing. You're a three-time All-Star because your team was winning games. Your team was winning games because of you and Joel Embiid. But Joel Embiid was definitely the Batman of that situation. You the Robin. Get over it. All right? You haven't done nothing. You need to be better, man. I don't know. This, Like we said, I said in a previous episode, but they've given you everything you needed to succeed. Name so you didn't feel threatened and got more touches for crying out loud. Um, they've given you your time. They should have, quite frankly, they could have fined you more than what they did. They chose to take it a little easy on you. Your teammates, for whatever reason, still got your back. Um, saying, "Hey, we'll take you back and open ours." But we're gonna be. Let's be honest. We already see Joel Embiid is like, dude. I'm sick of hearing about this. Tobias Harris is like, yo, we're gonna work through it. But even he knows. Bro, we're sick of hearing about this. We're all here for a common goal. Just get us somebody that can help us win. All right. We've already tarnished his uh his value. He tarnished his, to be honest. So he, they need to figure it out. They're not gonna get the, the entire, you know, Taj Mahal for him, but they can get something. Bring in a piece that's gonna help you win. But let's be honest, man. The faster that they get him out the better. It's better for the team. It's better for the city. It's just better for the entire organization in general. He's got to go. The kid is nothing but cancer. And he's not even worth it for crying out loud, man. This ain't LeBron James. Come on. I mean, yeah, I agree. And um, But I think the reason why Daryl Morey um, – says four years is because um, like many analysts in the NBA think that the reason why it should, it's going to take that long is because Daryl Morey, if they trade him, they don't want no garbage player off the streets, man, or no garbage player, no, no bench player. Morey wants a James Harden-esque player, someone that can, not not James Harden, but like someone that can like, you know, another star to help and beat out. And that process can take a long time to find that right the right gym. Um, but Ben Simmons, you better make a decision because Big Mads is angry and he will headbutt you with his bald head, man. So you better get your act together because Big Mads is angry. <laughs> Yo, big <laughs> Come on, man. Big care, bro. You, you, you got that hair protected and we already see you, dog. Come on now. But listen, listen, legitimately, here's the thing, yo, right? Like I said, I got the dog crying over here because we mentioned Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. Whenever the whenever we mention Ben Simmons, I know, Big Fella, I hear you. Kyrie or Ben Simmons, to figure it out, yo. Dude, both of them need to go. But that's the thing. Daryl Morey thinks he's going to end up getting James Harden for this, bro, when he needs to figure it out. And just, dude, you might just got to take CJ McCollum and figure it out, man. I I agree. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat as Maz. It's this. I'm tired of talking about this guy. This is the third podcast in a row we've had to sit down and talk about this, man. Enough's well, enough. See, I thought he was, I thought he was, I thought he, I thought he flew back to Philly. Thought he was, I think it was going to be all peaches and cream. Yeah, it was not. Come to find out, it was not. I saw, I saw an Instagram video. I think it was like a, they were in practice and like they're in the team huddle and Ben was in the back just like, just like not even involved with the team, man. Like, yeah, he's lazy on defense. Lazy on the, not on freaking, not defense in the freaking drill, man. Yeah. He, he wasn't doing this. His work in the defensive drills, just acting. He doesn't look at that video. Seemed like he didn't want to be there. And Dude, he's a bum. I, he's a cancer, Big J. Of course he doesn't. 
doesn't want to be there. He just wants to get paid to do. He would much rather be playing in a soft market, wherever the hell he wants to go. Philly's too too hard for him. We get it, big fella. Get to step in. We're sick of talking about you. Philly's sick of talking about you. The 76ers are sick of talking about you. Quite frankly, I'd take a bag of popcorn for Ben Simmons right now. Obviously, that's not completely true. But seriously, though, I, I would take somebody of lesser value that I know that's going to contribute to winning. Obviously, I'm not going to get a James Harden for him. Big J, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you right now, if you're the 76ers, would you not take CJ McCollum in a second? Um, to be honest, I mean, I yeah, I would. Um, like yeah, I would because he's he's a good shooter. Um, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I'll take. I, I mean, if I was the owner of the team, I'll take it. I would take anyone, maybe like a tier two, tier one, anybody. I'll take my, I'll take my imaginary dog. Should have been Simmons, man. But no, but don't, I mean, he's a good player, phenomenal in the paint. But his his mental, his mental um, state is not there, man. And I feel like you know you're wait you're a waste of space on this roster, man. The the, the problem with this whole. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, the problem, like like Matt said before on our podcast, it's a roster of 15. Um, suppose, like, exact. Uh, and, like, Ben is a waste of a roster spot. Right Bro, now. let me put it to you this way, right? AC, you're going to love this one. Ben Simmons is the player of the NBA right now. My man has not accomplished that much, had some hype around him for a couple of seasons, and is already at walking around like he just single-handedly won four championships. You ain't done nothing yet. Get your head out of your ass and keep it moving. AC, what do you think, man? The problem with this Ben Simmons situation is that they use a first overall pick for him. And the Sixers drafting these last, like, 10 years, it's been so up and down. Like, you get... Simmons, then you get Embiid, but then you, you draft guys like Markel Fultz and Nerlens Noel. It, it it's just such a mixed bag with this 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 team's drafting that they're like, we finally got a first overall pick that gave us some decent value. We're gonna want anything we can get out of this guy, and his stock in the province, his stock is so low, and they don't want to admit that his stock's so low that they're just not gonna trade him for anything. They're just going to let him sit there and waste, which I think is kind of stupid. I mean, if you can get like a, a like a low, like a late first round pick for him, I take it because you could at least get some young talent that you could possibly throw in the G League or you could throw on your bench. I mean, I, I think it's sort of a stupid decision. I mean, they're sort of they're trying to play for this year, which I mean they should, but they're not going to get anything from this year. It looks awful, man. They keep on saying, trust the process, trust the process. Well, here's the new process. Pack up his bags and ship them already. All right? That's the process. Get the bags packing. Keep it moving. On to the next one, buddy. Obviously, you can't just take, you know, uh, somebody that's not going to contribute to winning because he he's still a good asset. But, you know, somebody's going to get a steal for this guy. You just don't want to get completely robbed. But you got to bring in something. Whether it's a C.J. McCollum or that tier of player, you just need someone that's going to contribute to the winning because they have all the pieces right now. It's just the problem is 
with him with his actions the way that they are. It see Ben Simmons is an idiot, man. If he wanted to leave Philly, what he should have done is told Philly, yo, get me the hell up out of here. Come to practice. I'll still look good. I'm going to keep my stock uh, up for you guys. So this way we can get me out of here as fast as possible. But no, he chose the child route. He did the dumbest thing possible. I, I don't want to be here. I don't, I'm not going to come to practice. Um, I'm only going to show up to practice because you guys are starting to find me right now. Uh, I'm going to freak out because you're finding me, even though I'm not doing my job, which is literally to show up and play basketball. Good one, big fella. You stupid. Uh, I can't stand it, man. But here's the thing, right? If you would have just came in and did your job, they would have. Everybody would have been happy. But he just played it the wrong way, man. And now we're seeing it backfire. What do you expect to happen? Of course, they're not going to take a bag of peanuts for you, but they got to get something. But they're asking way too much. So both sides need to come to a compromise. He's got to start showing up. He's got to stop being a headache when he actually does show up. Do your thing, get your stock value back up, and get the hell out of there so we don't have to talk about this no more. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Love it, man. Love it, man. <laughs> man, get, get the water in your throat. Throw that bottle of water in your head, man. You got to cool down. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully with the next installment of this of this podcast, um, we don't have to talk about Ben Simmons on the next podcast. Um, hopefully not. We'll try to get that out, put that out the notes. Hopefully, um, but yeah, like any, like anything else, you want to talk about the NBA? Like the next else thing that I want to talk about with Ben Simmons. The next thing I wanted to say: Ben Simmons traded for Colin Sexton to Cleveland. All right, I don't want him ending up somewhere nice. I don't want him in California. Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't want him. Anywhere he wouldn't go to Miami, but he doesn't deserve to go to any any nice climates. All right. I know he's from Australia, he likes that warm weather. I hope he ends up somewhere that is the most miserable city in America for sports. All right. He deserves nothing but the worst for the way that he's traded the great city of Philadelphia. I don't even like Philly. Great all right. City. I don't even like Philly in terms of sports. <laughs> all right. But as a city, it's a dope city. They got a dope loyal fan base. They got the greatest cheesesteaks on the face of the planet. Second, you know. The second history. best, obviously, is Jersey. But in the history of cheesesteaks, I love a good cheesesteak. We all know it's Philly. Got some awesome mascots. We see uh, the the hockey dude. I forget his name, Gr- Grimer, some something like that. He he's awesome. The Philly fanatic is awesome. They got great sports history in Philly. The fans don't deserve this. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't care about Philly, man. You know, but. It's always better when the bigger cities do better, let's be honest, because it gets people more involved. It gets fan interest up. It gets bigger bigger names to those cities. Who wouldn't want to play in Philly if you love sports? You forgot Meek Mill as well. Sports for crying out loud. This guy's – I'm sick of talking about it. I hope he ends up somewhere like freaking – I literally hope he ends up in Cleveland. That's literally where I'm praying at. He – he um he shows up and man, I, I can't do this. Man, your dog, man, your dog must hate Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, he's going off. Walking outside the dog, dude. Dude, someone's <laughs> walking outside. They just go nuts. I apologize. He's going man. off about Ben Simmons, man. Dude, my dog hates Ben Simmons. Every time we talk about him, he freaking he and Kyrie gets aggressive. Dude, he hears Kyrie, starts crying. I mean, for crying out loud, who would though? You know. All right. Well, should we start? I guess my dog on? just really appreciates that, and, and the Philly fans, you know, he feels it. He feels it, but. I think yeah, I I can't do this anymore. But moving on, fellas, yeah, real quick. Move on to football. Ready? Move on to football. Before we get to football, we listen. We here 
we, we are not sexist. We appreciate all athletes. And let's shout it out to that WNBA championship. Oh. CP3. CP3. Phoenix lost both. Phoenix lost both. <laughs> oh, man. Phoenix yeah. lost both. Bro, CP3, Candace Parker, and them girls saw them get the parade today. That was just – it, it was awesome, man. You know, we don't talk about the WNBA as much as we low-key should. Right. Um, I'm sure there's some great podcasts out there that we got some full coverage. We just got too many leagues to cover, man. You know how it works. So it, it's it's um, it's insane. But shout-out to the Chicago Sky. Shout-out to CP3. Um, That's awesome, man. Very, very um, awesome. Yeah, I've, thank you for bringing that audit. Because I didn't watch the game, but I, I saw it on social media and everything. And like, very, I got, very, I got very... the shirt on right now. Mm-hmm. I got the shirt on right now. I was actually at the opening game for the uh, New York Liberty. Sabrina Inesco hit a triple double, hit uh, the game winning uh, buzzer beater three. Honestly, man, the league is the epitome of fundamentals. If you want to see fundamental basketball, you watch the WNBA. We don't talk about these girls enough because, quite frankly, they're at the spot, the, the same spot that the NBA was at. You know, they're only 25 years deep. The NBA is already 75 years deep. They know it's not going to be as big as the NBA, but let's not sleep on the talent that they got there. They got Inesco, uh the chick, Brittany uh, Griner's awesome. Diana Torres is the GOAT. And, and CP3. Elena Deladon out there too, but CP3, mm. Candace Parker is out here. She beat the goal. She beat the best women's big in the game. And that's all I got to say on that, man. Start watching the WNBA if you ain't up on it, man. Whenever you got some free time, it's the league to catch up. That's good. You um, love basketball. That's what, see, what I'm confused about is like their, their league. Is it, it like, is the WNBA like, are they before the NBA season or are they like after it? Like, no, they're in the offseason. So the they're they're in the NBA all season. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the whole point of it. Yeah, it's smart know. because yo, if you love basketball, man, you're watching it's basketball year round. I listen. I watch. I watch um the summer league. See the new talent coming in. But dude, I love basketball. I'm watching basketball year round. I will catch a couple of WNBA games. The key to it, though, man, you got to learn some players because ain't nobody want to watch no game where they don't know nobody. You know what I mean? Right, and I think the WNBA. They need to do a better job at marketing their players. I can't even remember the last time I saw a, a television ad for the league, to be honest with you. Fair. You know, but when you do watch it, man, it's a quality league. Shout out the WNBA. Once again, shout out the Chicago Sky and Candace Parker and them girls up there. They're doing work they and did. just building they the did. league, man. So let's give a round of applause right there for the WNBA and that shit. But moving on. And you got the hat on. We've been meaning to hear this for a long They've time. They've been waiting man. for two weeks for this. Two one. weeks. We apologize. Two weeks. And now you're about to college get catch up, man. Yeah, midterm suck. College catch up, man. <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson. Where do I just start? Just give it to us already. Where do I start with this man? So we're coming in three and one record Monday night. Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is one and three. They're not that great. I mean, they got Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz is okay. Their defense is mad at Darius Leonard. But they go up big. 21 points. It's 25 to six. Or no, was it 20? 
24 to 3. 24 to 3, that's what it was. So most most teams, when they're in that situation, they look, oh, I'm down 24 to 3. It's time for me to throw in the towel, get ready for next week. Let's just play a good rest of the game and then we'll we'll shower up and it's on to LA. Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, and the entire Ravens team went. No, this is still winnable. And Lamar had probably one of the greatest passing games of any quarterback ever to play the game of football. This man dropped back 44 times and had 37 completions. Never happened in the history of football. That is insane. Added on to his four touchdowns, and he wasn't even running the whole time. He only he only attempted fourteen attempts for sixty two yards. He was he wasn't the the, the, they, the Colts took out his legs at the, uh, on Monday night last Monday night. He just did it with his arm solely, and he got the win. And that was the narrative: Lamar can't come back. Lamar, whenever he gets down in the Greg Roman's offense, they're not coming back. Oh well, he came back. He came back down twenty one. So what, what what are you going to move the goalpost to now? What What's the new thing that Lamar can't do? Because he can clearly do anything that you tell him he can't do. And then he comes in uh, this Sunday against an L.A. Chargers team that was 4-1, and one, Justin Herbert looking like an MVP candidate, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and they got absolutely owned. The running game, this, this is the opposite of the Monday night game. This was a running game. The Ravens ran the ball right down the Chargers' throat, and they could not stop it. And the Ravens' defense stepped up when they weren't even doing anything the first five weeks of the season. I think this Ravens team, with Lamar Jackson at the head, can go all the way to the AFC Championship game, possibly to a Super Bowl. And you know what, Maz? We're going to beat your damn Cowboys. All right, listen. Now go off. Listen. I'll tell you right now, Ant. Everything that you said, there's some, there's some uh, back into it for sure. You know, you guys might go all the way to the AFC championship, but, you know, the Buffalo Bills are going to knock you out, so it's all right. Am I right? But let me just say this. For everything that Lamar Jackson has done, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's a top five quarterback. I think he's knocking right there. But I tell you right now who is a top five quarterback. My man, Dak Prescott. All right? I know you all sitting there rolling your eyes, but listen to me. Nobody likes it. It's it's the same when the Cowboys are doing good. Business is up, whether you love to whether you love them or love to hate them. And let me tell you about Dak Prescott, my man. In six games, out of those six games, only one time has his passer rating been below a hundred. All right, my man is putting out some serious games out there. He's playing some serious football. He's looking like a stud. I don't care what anybody has to say. If the Cowboys keep it up, especially with the way that defense is playing, the way that Michael uh, Trey Diggs right now, they are killing it, man. Especially Diggs might be the uh, definitely going to be defensive rookie of the year. He might be the defensive uh, – I'm sorry, not defensive rookie. I believe it's the second. No, no, I believe it's defensive rookie of the year. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. He's already in for a year. Michael Parsons is the rookie. I my apologies. He might be the defensive player of the year, fellas. He's got as many touchdowns as his brother, Stephon Diggs, one of the best wide receivers in the game today. They're tied at 
do. And my man plays defense for crying. The most excited I've ever seen. To be a Cowboys fan, I, I can't even fathom the words. I've hated Cowboys fan, even though my I myself am a Cowboys fan, because every year we're going to the championship. We're the best team in the league. No, we're not, because we never had the defenses since I've been alive, for crying out loud. The last time I remember us having a defensive stud, DeMarcus Ware was on the team. That line was awesome, but everywhere else was not that great. But for the first time in my life, fellas, The Dallas Cowboys are they're winning games. They have no business winning because they played like crap. And that's what championships out of nowhere, even though they're having bad nights at the office. And quite frankly, I will say this right now. If the Cowboys continue to play, I don't know who's going to stop them. They're going all the way to the Super Bowl. And we it, it, we get a number six, man. It is what it is. It you is want, what it is. You want to know why the Cowboys are finally good again? It's because what? Jerry Boy stopped putting his hands in everything. Hey, hey, whoa. Jerry, I think so Jerry, Jerry Jones hold, Jerry held Merle. the Cowboys back for so long. Now he's finally taking his hands off the wheel because he's getting old. Hold on. And now the Cowboys are starting to do good again. Hold on a second. Jerry Jones. I'll tell you what Jerry Jones does well. All right. When my man is on the yacht, chilling back on the yacht, he draft. Like nobody's ever drafted before. We get gems. Jerry better stay up where he's at. Let whatever the coaching staff is doing, you know, it, it is what it is. It, everybody is clicking. We just got the defensive coordinator. Our defense coordinator was the Falcons. Uh, old head coach. Now apologies. But he's been putting in some serious work with those schemes. We already know that they've had a offensive Mozart, man, my man is just cooking up the greatest offense I've seen in a while, you know, in um down in Dallas. And it is just amazing, man. It's it's just been the pinnacle of football, man. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott are making some serious magic happen. We got we, we got everything healthy, fellas. What other teams outside of the Ravens and the Cowboys, though? Big J, who do you see still competing? We already saw KC. KC dropping the ball a little bit, let's be honest now. You know, so who do you see outside of the usual suspects stepping up? Yeah, before I dive into that, man, let me go off on my rant real quick, man, because I'm a Ravens fan, too. So before I dive in, yeah, 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 here we go. But look, you know, big ant. It's about that big trust, man. Without the Mark Ingram. Look, listen, Monday Night Football, the Colts, my man Lamar threw for 37 for 43 completions, um, four touchdowns. My man almost had 500 passing yards, um, had a 140 QBR. Perfect. We were, yo, we were in the group chat. We were like, yo, I'm pissed. We're going to a crappy-ass team, and all of a sudden, I go, I go to the bathroom, and my team's cooking. We are cooking. And don't get me wrong, the Colts are kind of you know, an average defense, um, but we were cooking, man. Just like Ant said, like, Lamar defeats the, Lamar defeats the odds, man. They say this man can't throw. He throws. The only the only criticism about his game is his throwing ability, and I've told you before we've 
he he has an arm, but he has a good line this year, man. He has th- this is the first year I've seen Lamar take his time in the pocket. Look look, look at his progressions. If if the if the one is not there, he goes to the two. Or if not, being with the legs. So now we fast forward to the Chargers game. You know, everyone's all the all the NFL analysts are picking the Chargers to beat the Ravens. Um, here we go. Two quarterbacks in the league, Lamar and Herbert. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, was, I mean, I thought they're going to go off on us, but the running game, we beat them with their running game. Ravens are known for their running game and their defense. We pound the ball. Yo, the Chargers had what, like six points? Uh, third, didn't have no points, or maybe like what, a couple points in the third quarter. Shut out my boy Bateman, first game went off for a little bit, dropped a couple balls, but you know, looking good. But I'm sorry, man. Let me answer your question, man. I'm sorry, going that ramp. It's all right, Big J. Do you think? <laughs> but before so, you answer that question, let yeah. me ask you this question, real yes, sir. Quick. Yes, sir, man. If you wasn't a Ravens fan and you had to put money on it, would you have not taken the Chargers over? Like I said, I was the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said, I was kind of nervous, man, because Herbert, you know, they're going off, man. But but look at the teams that they play so far. They haven't, you know, the Ravens are another animal, man, when it comes to defense and running game. But to answer your question directly, I mean, I, yeah, I would take the Chargers, man, because Herbert, he's going off this year, man. But you know. That's all I wanted to hear, Big J. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But the issue, your first question, um, the team I see out of the – so obviously KC has a little um, problems, a little issues. Mahomes had another pick or what, two picks, right, last Sunday, um, being too cocky, throwing, throwing off the back foot. Um, so the team, I would say, man, I would say the Cardinals, man, still undefeated. Come up with Colin Murray, and I like your boys. Um, I mean, surprisingly, the Cowboys look good this year, man. But they they've only played, you know, what the the Eagles. Um, they play some subpar teams, but I mean, they they have a chance. But yeah, but I like the Cardinals, man. Undefeated still, man. Proving the odds. Um, I, I see the um, like who else do I see? I see like the Rams too. Uh, shock a shocking team, like so, like. What do y'all think, um, Anthony? Me first, man. All right, so I think the NFC this year is just been far and away better than the AFC. The NFC, I, we've got Cowboys, we've got LA, Arizona, Green Bay. I think in the NFC South, I mean, you got the Saints who are not terrible, and you got the Bucks. Like it's. Like the NFC's got so many good teams, and don't get me wrong, the AFC's still very good. I mean, you got the Ravens, you got Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's been playing good. They put this one last night against Denver. I mean, you got the Bills, Chargers. I think the Chiefs. I still can't count Mahomes, man. I mean, he's just so talented, and the, the and the offense is just so overpowered. I mean, the defense has got to get better, for sure. I mean, they looked they looked pretty good against uh, Washington on Sunday. I, I think Washington's offense is just a little. Heineke's just not a good quarterback. He, he, he just he, he wasn't what he was in the uh, in the playoffs this year last year. But um, I, I just think the NFC this year is just so good. I, I think I think out of the NFC right now, I think the favorite in my opinion, I think 
is Arizona, but I just got to see more. I think Kyler's never started an NFL playoff game. I got to see what he does in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm not too sold in on him yet. I mean, he's looked good, but when the when the lights are brightest and he's got to win a playoff game, I just don't know if he can do it. So if I had to put money on a team right now to make it to the Super Bowl, I'd either say the Bucks or the Packers. And then if I'm on the AFC side, uh, I really like – the Bills, as Maz was talking about, I really love Al. But as as a biased Ravens fan, I always gotta throw my Ravens in there. I I think I think we'll definitely make a, a run at the AFC Championship game this year. It's just a matter of if we can get over whoever we play at that point, whether it be the Bills, the Chiefs, Chargers, or like whoever it is. I can't forget about I can't, I can't forget about that team, the Titans, man. That boy Derrick Henry, man. Just like Big Ant said, I mean Big Mad said, man, that boy is making men into boys, man. And that one, that one, that one play where he broke that tackle and ran, man, that dude's like a linebacker for a running back. Body, body men, body linemen. That dude, I'm an Alabama fan when it comes to football, but that man beefed up. So we can't figure about. And with Julio Jones, I'm um, AJ Brown, Tannehill. That's that, that that's another team I, I didn't mention. Um, I started about Derek Henry, man. That dude is a monster among men, fellas. Um, what do you think about that big, big Mavs, man? Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, the Bills should have won that game. The the Titans got quality offense around them, but Quintoris, aka Julio Jones, can't stay healthy. When he is healthy, he looks like the best wide receiver I think I've ever seen in my life, to be honest with you. But he can't stay on the field anymore, man. It's a problem. And the fact that he's their second option at wide receiver is scary. Um, I wish they had a better quarterback. I don't think Tannehill is, you know, amazing. But he's a solid quarterback. He's definitely NFL. Um, and Derrick Henry, man, you've already said it. He's making men turning them into boys, man. He's baptizing out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shout out my man Jorge Masvidal, UFC, but he's just baptizing any team that he plays against. You got to get multiple heads to a man. It's ridiculous. But, dude, the Buffalo Bills, what did y'all think about them going for it on that uh, on that goal line, bro? That that one yard, man. Well, and think about you- – well, well, um, well, I'm sorry, Ant. Um, but I was thinking, like, ahead, we're, we're thinking about the fourth and one against the Chargers, man. Uh, I mean, obviously they're they're getting blown out, but I mean, it's a controversial call. Should, should the coach go for fourth and one, go for it? But obviously, it's a different situation. The Bills, it's just the analytics, man. Um, I don't know. Like, if I was a coach, I mean, I, yeah, the same situation. Like, if you want to win, then yeah, take that opportunity. But then you're gonna get beating up in the press after that. So, If I'm being honest, I love the call. I love Sean McDermott as a head coach. That guy, he'll listen to his players. I think it was a very manageable fourth one. It's not like it was like fourth and four where like the kick and field goal tie the game at the like the five-yard line. This was fourth and one, and you got Josh Allen, who's probably the strongest quarterback in football. Guy's built like a tank. Uh, I I don't disagree with the call. I would have made it too if I was in his shoes, and I would have made it ten out of ten times. If it doesn't go through, I'm still not upset with the call. I still think I would have made it over and over again. I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. I agree with half your point. I love had the balls to be like, 
We're going for this. We're sick of playing this game right now. We're better than them. It's one yard. We're going after it. Love the confidence. Didn't like the uh, the quarterback. Uh, what was I don't even, was it a draw? I don't even know what to call that. It was man. Sneak. It was sneak. It was it was a sneak. Yeah, it was like off the left guard almost. Oh, dude, I I don't know what I saw. I could have sworn I saw that. Uh, I, like I thought he took like a step back and then went like it was weird, bro. I I think uh, my old man. He's a Bills fan, lifelong but Pops watched four Super Bowls in a row go in the drain, and I feel for him every time he watches the Bills. This was the first time in I don't even know how long where I've actually seen the old man be excited about the Bills. He went – he was jumping, yelling, getting in his feels. I can't remember the last time I've seen this. And these poor this, – this poor man, they let him down every time. That's a game they should have won. He liked the call of going for it, but he – if you ask him – he didn't like it. He didn't like the uh, the cube on the right side. He said all game. He would have liked to have seen him actually roll out with uh, some options coming across because we already know that Josh Allen can uh, take off. And everybody was going to be looking for him anyway to take off running because we know he's got the legs. You potentially could have had that a, a tight end there slip off into the flat and get lost in the sauce real quick, you know. So that's what he would have liked to see. But quite frankly, I got to go for it. I like the call. I just wish they would have had a better play call because that is a heartbreaking loss right there. And quite frankly, they were playing down, man. The Titans had no business just uh, personnel and how teams have been playing recently. But and you brought up the AFC. and uh, I don't know if I'm happy that you did, but we all know it's been in the news. We all know we got to get to it. And here at the JJL Sports Talk Show, we ain't afraid to cover the hard topics. Now, we saw the AFC's very own Las Vegas Raiders head coach, John Gruden, get exposed over the past couple of weeks. Thing exploded kind of overnight once it was released. And we got a situation. John Gruden, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, was sending some emails to, I believe, uh, somebody in the Washington football team's organization over the last 10 years, I believe it was their president of football operations. I yeah. could be wrong. And his brother too, Jay. Jay. And his brother, Jay. Okay. Um, my man said some, uh, quite frankly, messed up remarks. I don't even know where to begin here. Um, we covered everything of a toxic male uh, could actually cover, man. We had a potential racial statement and that it wasn't. I still don't even know how to take that one, to be honest, where he made a uh, a comment at the man in the uh, in the NFL's uh, player. Demario Smith. Demario Smith, Smith. He made a yeah. comment about the gentleman's lips, but then was trying to backtrack and saying that he just talks too much. I don't even know how to take that one. But that wasn't even the only one, man. And everybody that's out there saying, oh, it was 10 years ago. It wasn't 10 years ago. All right. It's been going on said, for a while. I believe it was from 2010 to 2018. We got out um the protests and mocking that. We we got my man out here saying that female officials shouldn't be a thing. There's another big one that I'm missing right now. If anybody remembers, please hit me he with talking, it. He's talking about Kaepernick. It was Kaepernick with the flag in the protest, you know. Yeah. Fellas, I mean this is the craziest thing. It's just another 
thing after another. I'm surprised by it. I don't know. I don't know John Gruden personally, but just looking at him on TV, he was a guy. That's the worst part. Like he, he's a guy that kind of made football fun when he used to do his quarterback uh, analysis. He was doing that show on, uh, I believe it was ESPN for a little bit, where he had the incoming um, rookies or just sat down with quarterbacks in general. But I always saw it was always like the rookies would go over like their film with. It was really entertaining, man. But I mean, my man just got caught showing his true colors. Big J, what do you think, man? I mean, look, man, we we had an episode what a couple episodes ago. We were talking about the same same shit, man. The same stuff. Um, race. Um, like, I mean, I've talked to my family, my family, my friends about this, and like, you can tell, like, somebody's true colors by looking into their eyes, man. Um, like, it just sucks that you know we have to talk about this, man, because in 2021 and the 21st century, um, obviously says uh, some racial comments, um, knowing that. And he, he he says some homophobic comments too, knowing that before the season started, um, Carl Nassib or Nassib came out publicly gay. Um, he, he he talked about the commissioner. Um, he talked about a lot a lot of stuff, and it's just crazy how the how the world revolves, and how we talked about this on the last po- the couple podcasts ago. Um, but it, it's crazy. I'm not. I'm not surprised because like he, he's getting paid what what ten million um, for, for like, like ten years. Um, My man you know? blew a hundred million dollar contract. So blew a hundred million dollar yeah. contract, Big J. And it's crazy because it, it was on Monday Night Football, the, uh, the game of the Colts, and boom, just breaking news. Um, yeah, it's just personally, I don't want to see him coach ever again. Um, obviously, it sucks that you know he has to ride it out that way. Um, I don't. I, I don't feel bad for the man. He said we had to say, um, I, but obviously, another hot take that someone can take from this is that obviously somebody inside in house, like they wanted this information out. Um, the person who ever leaked it wanted John Gruden out of that position. It's just crazy, man, like how, you know, we have a quarterback like Colin Kaepernick kind of protests for what is right, for what he believes in. Then we have a, a white coach, a, a white coach talking about all this, all this stuff, man. And it's crazy. Like, I, I don't I don't see him coaching ever again. College, NFL, high school, uh, Pop Warner. I don't see him coaching anything, man. Um, and man, how about you, man? What do you think, bro? I thought those comments were repulsive, degrading, terrible. I, I, I just there's no there's no use for that sort of stuff in today's day and age. I think one one thing I also want to bring up in re- regards to the situation, Washington, and Dan Snyder and all and all the people in house. There, there's like a whole like was an FBI investigation going on now and in, in, into like their work their workspace, um, and Washington had to do that like. A scramble thing to get the PR off them, and they they did that Sean Taylor jersey retirement, and what a shit show that was. Pardon my language, but can I say something real quick? Uh, can I finish first? I just Go finish. ahead, man. I apologize. Yeah, I, right, I, yeah. I, I apologize. I just wanted to get no, no, that's right. I was like, what a shit show that was. That they completely disrespected the legacy 
of one of the greatest safeties to ever play the game just to get the PR nightmare off their back. And I think it's – Patrick Mahomes brother dance on that shit, bro? Yeah, yeah but actually I, that wasn't his fault because they told them to stand there. And he, I don't think he knew anything about it, which sucks because it's Sean Taylor day, so he should know something about it. But Dan Snyder, the entire Washington football team front office, if their jobs aren't gone in the next month, then there's something truly wrong that's going on right now in football. The match, you can go now, man. Sorry about that. That's that's literally what I, I I felt so the need to cut you off and I apologize. How the hell is Dan Snyder still allowed to own a football team for crying out loud? After everything, man, we saw there was pimping out cheerleaders. They had the war like, dude. It, it's just been one thing after another after another. If anybody, how the hell is my man still allowed to own a freaking? I can't even say my man. Don't don't let me say that. I don't even know why I said that. Use as a buffer word right there. Dan Snyder. Should not be allowed to own a team in the NFL. Whoever's in the current organization should never be allowed to be in a damn organization ever for letting this go on as long as it has. Um, John Gruden got mixed up in an internal investigation, but obviously my man was acting shady enough where they felt the need to bring it to the light and get him out of there. Um, I am a little curious about the decisions to remove Gruden out of the ring of honors um, only because – I heard OJ Simpson still in the Bills Ring of Honor. And if that, that's true, we need I'm not saying John Gruden should not be in the Ring of Honor, but I'm just saying, you know, we need to have consistency here, you know, and and just be level across everything, man. Obviously, the game's evolved. It's it's involving all kinds of people right now. As we said before, it doesn't matter. What your gender is, if you're the right person for the job, you're the right person for the job. Should not matter what your sexual orientation is. If you're the right person for the job, you're the right person for the job. Um, the Sean Taylor thing. Sean Taylor absolutely deserves to have his – that's long overdue for crying out loud. The fact that they decide to do it just as a cover-up just speaks to how low these people are in the Washington football team's organization. It, it's just – it's ridiculous, man. It's one thing after another. They need to make them sell the team. This way we can get a new ownership in there, a new front office, a whole new organization, and a new team brand so we can move on from this. Because quite frankly, it's the most despicable thing in sports right now. You know, it's I, we've seen people get thrown out of leagues for less, and it's just the ne- never-ending story. And I understand that he's a part of the, the NFL, but at the end of the day, this isn't the majority of the NFL owners getting caught doing stuff. We're talking about one guy who's making the team, who's making the league look back, losing the, the, the league money, losing them PR for crying out loud. It, it's how the hell we keep giving these passes, man. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And um, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Anthony. That was a good point. That's my point that I felt the need to cut you off on. It's a great point right there. Yeah. I was saying it like, and, and it's scary because like, who knows? Um, behind the scenes with these other owners, it could be doing the same stuff, man. Who knows? Who knows what's in them what's in those coaches' emails, man. Not not saying that no coach has done anything, but who knows? Maybe like you just never know. You never know, man. And um it's crazy, man. Um like I just don't get it, man. This this these times, you know, this whole racial, you know, um so it's a race issue, man. And this, this, this come to find out this man 
said all these things, man. Um, I think he, like you said, uh, Big Mads, like when he said that to Demarius Smith, um, he has like the, the size of Michelin tires. And he was like, oh, oh, I didn't mean to be racist. Dude, bro, you know that's racist, man. Like, come on, bro. I don't know how he meant to Big J, but I'm telling you right now, good luck, like trying to say that you didn't mean that as racist. Yeah. I know he tried backtracking on it. He, tried backtrack, I, yeah. he said he tried saying that I, I meant that he was like a blabbermouth and this. Uh, that man, you got to be more. Just say that, man. Don't say that, Michelin man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just say that, man. Like instead of you got to be conscious of what you're saying. And I, I've seen a lot of things where people don't agree with what he said, but it was his personal email. I don't know how I feel about them going through that, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, man, y'all got to understand, whatever you put out on the internet lasts forever, all right? So if you don't think that someone's going to find it, if they want to find this crap on you, you're an idiot, all right? And you're an idiot for even saying that crap in the first place, mm -hmm. all right? But once you put it out on there, man, you got to be prepared to, to for any backlash that comes with it. This podcast mm -hmm. will be out there forever. Even if it was the worst podcast in the history of the planet, the second we upload it, it's out there forever, man. So mm -hmm. if you're going to be saying this stupid, Stupid ass shit, which you shouldn't even be saying about me tight right now. You know, if you're gonna be saying that crap, then God, keep that crap at home behind closed doors because we don't want to see this crap. This stuff is not appropriate in the in in the streets no more. It's not appropriate out in public. We're not standing for this anymore. You're gonna lose your job. You're gonna lose your credibility, and you're gonna lose all your accolades. And you know what? That's exactly what should happen to you for being a pos anyway. Keep it mm. moving. Yeah, uh, like and another good question. I didn't. I, I have to do my research, but what what did Mark Davis say, man? Did did he say anything? Oh, the owner. Well, like, Mark, Mark, he, Mark Davis is like, quiet. He's been very quiet about this. Uh, him, him, and John were man. very close because John and Al Davis's dad were very tight. And then he got so this I, big I ass. Know, that's why. That's why ass, Mark Davis. Well, yeah, he has this big ass house. He's gonna about to, about to make in Vegas, man. He don't care. Like that's well, another thing, man. I hate these owners, man. Like, like you said, Big Mads, we need more. More um diversity. More diversity, man. We need more diversity. We need women as owners. We need men, black men, Hispanic men, any owners' positions. I don't like and like like what you just said. I, I don't like that, man. They're they're friends, and you're the owner of probably they have a good roster, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, you know, Darren Waller, but you you are the pinnacle of the team of the owner. And you, your head coach said this these terrible things, and you're not saying shit like that. Yo, shit just rub, that that that's crazy, man. But here's my question, man. I saw somebody, um, uh, somebody, um, I was talking with somebody on camp. It's I completely forget who what they said. Look at Gruden's contract. That was an awful contract, and he's been terrible with his second stint with the Raiders. Um. He did win a Super Bowl in, in Tampa Bay, but people make the argument that Tony Dungy is the one who actually built that team. I don't know enough about that team. I remember who was on the team, but I was very young when they won that Super Bowl. So I don't know who built it, but I do know that, you know, Gruden hasn't been successful with the Raiders the second run. That was an awful contract that they got into for a coach that hasn't – we're not talking Bill Belichick here. We're talking – John Gruden, all right? He got one with an all-star roster, you know. Um, somebody said that if this was Bill Belichick, if this was Nick Saban with the same comments, greatness with the same comments, do you guys think that they would have been held to the same standards? 
or was this just, hey, this was bad? Because we've seen guys, we've seen people come back from worse stuff, let's be honest. Um, we got, we, we've seen people come back from, you know, spousal domestic violence cases and stuff. Um, and, and stuff that is, I'm not trying to downplay this, but what I'm saying is, do you think that Gruden was let go so fast because of what he's accomplished the second round? If this was a more accomplished coach who was winning games um, over the last couple of years, do you think that they would have given a slide on this, Big J? I think, I, I mean, I think there would be a whole help to the same accountability, man. Um, especially if a coach is getting that contract and, like, you know, on a winning team. Um, like, obviously, like you said, they're private emails. Like, I don't know how I feel about that, like, being exposed like that. But, like, well, like shit hits the fan, man. Like, stuff comes out. So, I mean, obviously, I agree with you, like, when you say that, you know, like you said, this podcast, when I when we end it tonight and I upload it, whatever we say, people, people are going to hear it, man. And um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like if it was like um, Belichick or like Greg Popovich, hypothetically, yeah, they'd be held to the same accountability, I believe so. But I feel like they would be, since they're more respected, I feel like people would be like shocked. But I wasn't shocked with John Gruden because like I can tell like you know he was you know by the look of him, man, he was. I don't know, like, like I don't, I, like, 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 I don't judge people, um, but you can just tell when someone has a racist bone in their body. Oh, I judge. I'm gonna be honest. I judge. I, 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 mean, I judge. Me, I'm not, I don't. This like, one called me by surprise, man. John Gruden just looks like John. John Gruden just looks like a guy who uh, yeah, at his college, man. My man just want to drink beer and talk football all day. And when this came out, I was floored. I went out of all the people. John Gruden. It just goes to show you never know who's going to be. I don't know if they'd be held to the same standard, though, if if, if this was a Bill Belichick. I, I agree with you. I'd like to see them held to it. I just don't know if I believe that it would happen. I think we need um a more reoccurring theme to get rid of somebody like that. And what do you think? Um, No, I disagree with you, Maz. I, I for sure think anyone who says stuff like that in emails or anything, any, any type of communication says something like that they're done especially in this day and age you can't get away with stuff like that and it rightfully so you you, you probably you should not get away with stuff like that and i i think it, as a rate as the organization you have fans of other races you have fans of other sexual orientations you have other fans of different genders what does that say to them that the team that they root for wants a puppet like that or a guy like that at the helm of their team it just says that maybe they don't care about me as a fan. Maybe they maybe they just think I'm just some smuck that watches them and pays them money. Like this is the stuff that I believe teams and, and owners and and like network executives should look at when they when they see things like this because they they know that these these people watch their their product and when you keep guys like that, even if it is like a Bill Belichick or a Nick Saban. It's just gonna look bad on the entire organization. I, I I agree with Ant because like you know these owners, coaches, um, they are looking at the role models, and uh, 
you know, like especially a rookie, man. Think about a rookie coming to the league on that team and like the, the coach, yo, like what? But and they're held. That's not another thing they're held to. They're held to like a certain standard where they're looked up to. And sucks, sucks to say that John Gruden has lost his his coaching abilities. Um, lost his credibility, credibility as a man, as as a friend, as in every asset, man. People are going to be looking at him different if they didn't already know this. Um, like I said, I don't know John Gruden personally. I don't know what his true intentions were. It seems like he was just, you know, talking with uh, two confidants and was showing his true colors. And turns out his true colors are the worst of the worst, you know, just a bigot, an idiot, you know, clown. Sit down, get out of there, keep it moving. We're never going to hear from you again, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if this passes over in a couple of years and some TV network picks some of this, but I'll tell you right now, it won't be ESPN because apparently he was, this was all happening when he was an analyst for them. So it makes ESPN look bad, but he's a big enough personality where I'm going to be honest. I probably see him in a couple of years, people forgetting about this and, and moving on from it. Um, It wasn't the worst situation we've ever seen, but that doesn't matter. He absolutely deserved to get fired. He absolutely deserves everything that he's catching right now because he proved that he's not a good human being. And quite frankly, we're out here holding people to higher standards as we, and this is the perfect opportunity. You want to send an example right now, man, start getting some more diversity out there. You know, if I'm the Raiders, I'm not looking to get diversity. Like I'm going in-house right now because if you hire somebody, you're doing it all for the wrong reasons. You know, start looking for the best candidate out there, but start getting some diversified options, you know, and actually want somebody that's there and it doesn't matter what they look like, where they come from, man. That's the move. All right. Uh, I, I think we said everything that we need to say on that. Very, very, uh, mm -hmm. very good, guys. Uh, Anything else we should cover tonight? Or if we should, should, should oh, we hold on, bro. We got we got to give you an apology, Big J. We owe you an apology. Moving on to baseball real quick. Just going to cover it a little bit. I did not see the Red Sox pulling that off. And, and we, uh, we said, Big J... They ain't going all the way, but here's Boston sitting in a in a position, man. In the ALGS. <laughs> yeah. It's two nothing right now. Game six of the ALGS. The two cheating oh, teams man. that made it all the way back. Oh, the <laughs> I get, I get, I get fantastic it. right there. Um, yo, who's up right now? Uh, at the moment, I think it's. Boston and Dude, you nothing. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. We always talk about uh we were talking about like diversity and stuff, you know. Um but just looking at uh where we're at, man, I the red if I wasn't a Yankees fan, oh Houston's up two zero yeah. right now. I got root for I mean, I, right now, I have for the Astros. I'm sorry. Seven. I can't um, I Yankees can't fan. really for the Red Sox. What's up? As a Yankee fan, I cannot willingly root for them. No, I can't. Fans. I can't root for them. I'm saying if I wasn't a Yankees fan, just this lineup, I, I'm a fan of the lineup, to be honest with you. They got a, young, a bunch of young Hispanics uh, over there overperforming, playing fun baseball. But uh, I can't believe – I love that you called it the ALC. That's that it was the ALC. Big, Big J, we owe you an apology. Did not think that they'd be sitting in this position. They still could pull it off, but, and, you know, they're running out of time. 
time. But here we are. Any of us saw Atlanta doing this. Um, obviously, we all were thinking the Dodgers. Houston, I thought we, we were all thinking too. Um, Boston didn't see it coming, yet here we are. And who do you think is walking into the World Series and who's walking out of that World Series champion? So, in this, this, this Red Sox and Astros series, I believe Houston has the better team at the moment. They got the better lineup, hitting-wise. Pitching-wise, I think the Red Sox might have a slight edge in that department. But usually in the playoffs, pitching beats hitting. But at the moment, I think the Astros can pull this game out, and I think they do move on to the World Series. On the NL side of things, that's where it gets tricky because the Braves were up 2-0, and then they let the Dodgers score three runs, I think, in the eighth inning and let the Dodgers come all the way back and win that game and made it 2-1. And then I think the the Braves won game five or four, and they made it 3-1. And the Braves had this they, – they done it to the Dodgers a few years ago. They, they were up 3-1. They did a – what we like to call a Steph Curry and blew a 3-1 lead. They did a few years ago. And now they're in this position again. They lost last night to L.A. 11-2. Chris Taylor hit three home runs. Absolute monster. I think this Braves team, it's, it's good, but they're not great. I mean, and tomorrow the Dodgers got Max Scherzer on the mound. So, actually, yeah, tomorrow they have Max Scherzer on the mound. That could, he could, he's going to shut down that Braves like lineup like he's done a thousand times in his career because Max Scherzer owns the Atlanta Braves. But I mean, it's very it's very much a toss up. Like I I really don't know who's going to pull out this series. But if I really had to say, I, I I'm going to go with Dodgers. I think they're going to come back. I think they're going to come back in that series. I, I don't think the Braves – they're the chokers pretty much in baseball. And they have been that way for 20 years when they were in the 90s. They won that one World Series in 95, but then they were, they lost – they were the team of the 90s. That's what, their, that's what their nickname was, and they only won one World Series. How can you be a team of the 90s and only have one World Series in the 90s? So I think I think the Braves they, – they don't think they pull us out. I think the Dodgers move on to the World Series, and we have a 2017 rematch, Astros-Dodgers. And I want the Dodgers in that one. I think the Dodgers are going to get the revenge on the cheat strows. And we're going to get a nice little repeat Dodgers, the first repeat team in MLB history since the 99-2000 New York Yankees. Yeah, I like the Dodgers 2-0, man. um, But speaking of baseball, right, um, we are all Yankees fans here. So um, how do y'all feel about like we talked about on the other podcast, how we should clean out, like, you know, the man. I see your, <laughs> I see your face, Big Mav. Yeah. How do you Let's feel about, back, back how do you feel about again. Aaron Boone? <laughs> Three years, man. Boone, he's back. Listen, as long as he's going to have some balls and actually be a manager and not try to hold people's hands, I'm not mad about it. Have some balls because right now we should be. Right where the Dodgers are sitting, the world in the palm of our hands, the comeback on, and we should be walking into the we should be walking into the World Series of walking out champions. I think the Dodgers are gonna take it. I think Boone, I'm, I mean, what am I gonna do about it? Dude, I'm stuck with it for three years. Do I think he's the man for the job? Not necessarily. Do I think he's the worst option for the job? 
not necessarily. I'm just kind of like whatever at this point. But for crying out loud, man, start making some better decisions. I don't know who you're hiring over there. Get us a better hitting coaches. Ant said, uh, quite frankly, there's absolutely no reason that the Yankees shouldn't be in one of these spots right now. Should not the, the Yankees should be playing against the Houston Astros right now. This is I can't take it anymore, man. It is what it is. They're going to continue to break my heart until something changes. I'm hoping Boone has the foresight to to know that it's you got to do something, man. You can't. It doesn't matter who you made relationships with. It doesn't matter who's been there this entire time. Keep it freaking moving. So the next. So the next. Man, man. That's yeah. So the next question. Next question is like so. Um. It, so, who I'm gonna ask both of y'all. So who do you want? player-wise, um, for us on our team? Like, who do you want? I heard uh, um, Carrera from the Astros, mate, possibly. And shaking his head, no. No. Um, Trevor Story, no. 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 <laughs> I, cool, it, we need, so we need a shortstop. That's the mm-hmm. big address that we're, we're making this offseason. I would either want Corey Seager, which I, that's what I've been hearing the Yankees are very interested in. They want a Corey Seager. Or they want a Marcus Semyon, which I would love. I love Marcus Semyon. I think he's a dog. Uh, those two are very good options. I just don't like Correa for the fact that he was on the Astros 2017. I do believe he is the best shortstop out of those four. But you can't add him to that locker room because many some of those Yankee players are still there. And they still resent those Astros because they believe they were the team that should have been the, the representing the AL that year in the World Series. And when you add a guy like that, who cheated against you, and you throw him in that lineup, it's just going to cause problems. And you, that's just not what you want. I, I think Corey Seager is the guy that the Yankees should go after uh, or Marcus Semien. And I, th- I think first they might they might add an outfielder like a Starling Marte or a Ketel Marte. Uh, I think they're going to add another starting pitcher. They, they've been eyeing Robbie Ray, I've been hearing, but I I, I don't want Robbie Ray. I think he, he's gonna, he might win the Cy Young this year, but I think it was sort of a fluke performance. I'd rather see a starting pitcher that maybe – the starting pitcher market this year is not that great, but I, I just want some guy that has been consistent and that can give the Yankees a few more innings than uh, what they have on their roster right now. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, you just said it. Correa is the best option. I don't give a damn what he did, man. Moving on from it, because you know what? Garrett Cole's already there. He was in that locker room. Granted, he was – we do know that pitchers and outfielders uh, get um, a little separated when it comes to stuff like this. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Cole was there. We welcome Cole with open arms. You know why? Because he was the best talent available to come in and make us win. We will forgive you and wipe away your sins. Perform for the Yankees. You know, I will open up the I will open up the door for Correa with a smile on my face. With anything that he needs to be successful, I would literally take anybody, man. I don't care who it is. Anybody that is going to get us back to greatness, go ahead and. I'm just going to tell you this, Maz. If Carlos Correa is a New York Yankee at the end of this offseason, I am not watching another game. That's that is such a lie. You, It is not a lie. I will find a new Lying. team. Shut that. Listen, I, I know you're find a new – I will be a New York Mets fan if the Yankees sign Get Carlos Correa. I will turn in all my Yankee stuff and become a Mets fan. 
And you know we're on, that is, I that is the worst. We know we all know we're on national television right now. We're <laughs> not national television, but you know. Listen. <laughs> that is listen, the second if they go back to the World Series, you're gonna be sitting there. You're gonna be sitting, you're gonna be like no, I won't, because I will not want Carlos baby. What do you do? Dude, you're bugging. Anybody, no. I don't care. I'm not bugging. I per, personally, I'm starting to question you as a Yankee fan right now. What is there's no sane Yankees fan will want a guy that cheated them out of a World Series on their roster. That is so crazy. Imagine if the Cowboys just got cheated by Tom Brady. And then they signed Tom Brady to a five-year extension. Absolutely. In the Super Bowl. If they if Tom Brady wasn't cheating against you, you would have won the Super Bowl. Would Dude. you want Tom Brady on your roster? If it's gonna mean that I'm gonna go back to multiple Super that Bowls is and insane. win. If it means that you I'm are gonna go selling back your to morals. That is, Dude, that is morally wrong. As unethical. Hold on a second. All right. Arguably the greatest Yankee and arguably the greatest baseball player in history came from one of our rivals at the great Bambino. All right, Babe Ruth. What? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure uh, we got Damon from Boston, too. He was pretty solid for us. Um, what does it matter where the guy came from? I understand with the cheating. Because he's a it. cheater. Get over it, man. He's Get a over it. Johnny Damon and Babe Ruth aren't cheaters. Dude. Are Carlos Correa is a cheater. You, you cheater. He won okay. a World Series doing wrong doings and i don't want any part of that not on my end about ever ever e-v-e-r ever were you complaining when a-rod was hitting home runs for us when he was on the i hated a-rod a-rod was my favorite yankee a-rod was probably my least favorite yankee when he's on the yankees a-rod was my favorite yankee you know why he's a terrible commentator dude he came in that's just disrespectful, man. No, listen, he's you leave A-Rod alone. He's listen, A-Rod, listen, I love A-Rod. He has a special place in my heart, man. But anybody that's going to come in and do work for the Yankees, I don't care. Get us back to greatness, all right? Get me the best player available. Boo-hoo, he cheated. Guess what? Garrett Cole was on that damn team. I don't see you complaining about he's when we signed Cole. What's the deal? Part in the cheating. Dude, he was in the clubhouse. He knew what was going on. He didn't stop it. He was a part of it, all right? When you just stand by as a bystander, it's just as bad as doing the deed yourself. Get out of here, man. Keep that thought moving. You're, be, you're being ridiculous right now. I appreciate you having the spirit. But, man, at the end of the day, it don't matter. Move on to a new team. Did he come up with the strategy, taking it? Yes, but guess what? If it was getting you those results, I think anybody probably would have partake. And it because quite frankly, they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. Um, but yet here we are. They were doing something wrong, they were cheating blatantly. But how many dude, how many pitchers do we still use the sticky stuff for crying out loud? How many times have we seen guys off the juice for crying out loud? I don't see anybody sitting there being like when they're on their team, oh my god, how dare they? They made us look awful, blah blah blah. No, dude, they were doing whatever they could to get us a dub, and that's what I want in the clubhouse. All right, I, I want somebody that is going to do whatever it takes to get. Why shouldn't I sell out? Everybody in this damn league sells out. Everybody's money hungry. They jump and ship to get their bigger contract. So why the hell as a fan, why can't I sit there and be like, yo, get me whoever's going to get me a championship. I don't care what he did in the past. Keep him moving. We're not talking about a, uh, the guy that's committed a, a serious crime here or is just a bad human being. We're talking about a guy who's cheating in sports. And guess what? If you look hard enough, everybody and their mother's cheating in sports. I mean, I don't know if it might not be a crime, but I mean, being a Yankees fan, uh, uh, it basically is a crime in the MLB because they should have been there. 
instead of the freaking Astros. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm like on the fence because I mean, like Big Big Matt said, I don't mind him being on my team if he's gonna give us wins, help us give us wins, man. Um, but you know, like they should strip that. I mean, in my personal, they should strip that that World Series, man. Hit it with the asterisk. They already hit it with the. Yeah, sure. Keep, bro. How long is man? How long are we gonna? We get it. It was awful. I was screaming FM at the top of my lungs. But dude, keep it moving. What are we gonna do? Say that nobody won the World Series that year? No, we're gonna put a nice little asterisk next to it, and we're gonna keep it moving. You know, that every anything that they do should have an asterisk next to it. We see Bonds got the home run record with the asterisk. You know, it means something. You know, it doesn't mean. As much to, to some, to me, like, I don't give a damn because, you know, if they didn't do it, somebody else was going to. Um, but, yeah, I hated to see it as a fan of baseball. Moved from it. We're a couple years past it now. Um, that that loss still hurts. But my man can rectify it by coming in and doing work for the Yankees. Filling the gap that's our biggest void right now and getting us back to where we belong. And that's nothing but greatness. That's going for number 28, 28 championships, being the best of the best because we are, in fact, the best organization in baseball, the best fan base, the most loyal fan base. And it is what it is, man. I don't care who it is. Get me some- Yeah. somebody who's going to bring us back. Yankees great again, damn it. I know we. I know after the meeting we all talked about. I know, Maz, you had a good point um, about the, these um, these stadiums, man. Because uh, in the playoffs, um, we all saw Stan hit those two bombs, which didn't go over the, the Green Monster. But um, in any other part, there would have been bombs. Um, so I like your I like your take the other day about like you know the different. Um, before we end it, uh, I like your take on like the different um, about how the two leagues should be universal with the DH or the pitcher or whatever, or like in the both, like, like, like say your take, man. Like, this is, this was my take. Yeah. And Anthony kind of disagreed with me on some parts of it. Maybe all of it. Um, my <laughs> first one, all of it. <laughs> maybe all of it. Um, I kind of forget. I know we definitely, I know we definitely agree, disagreed on the uh, ballparks. I can't remember if we agreed on the, yeah, we definitely disagreed on that. Yeah, but the, the DH, uh, I don't know if we agreed upon that. But what I said was it's absolutely diff- uh, ridiculous. Leagues are playing um under different circumstances and different rules. We got one league, I believe the American League has got the DH. National League is still having pitchers hit. It's absolutely ridiculous. Either make the rule, either have pitchers hit every time or have a DH. Personally, I like to see the DH. Um, we get some more action. It's a lot more exciting for the fans. They're just better hitters in general. Let's be honest here. So for me, I, I think I'd like to see a level playing field, all right, and, and just have either DHs or no D stupid that you play under uh, different rules. And speaking of unfair advantages and different rules, it's absolutely stupid. I can't think of any other sport where – a score in one field is not a score in, in, in another field or on a court or whatever, in, in the playing field. The fact that there's different lengths of what constitutes a home run to put a score up in baseball 
depending on what field you're in, is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's just like, like going to that's just like any soccer field, right? Like that's just like let's say you go to Real Madrid soccer uh field and their net is um you know a foot shorter on both sides. It's harder to score. It's stupid. It's the epitome of home advantage. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Design the field, the stadium, and field however you want. It doesn't matter. Be my guest. But for crying out loud, a home run in one stadium should be a home run in every stadium in the goddamn league. And go ahead. All right. So when I when I, when I think about baseball, I just think that there's a, there's an individuality about it. Each team has their chance to make their own ballparks. There's like this, there's sort of like a like a thing that you when you when you make a ballpark, it's it's your your home field, it's your special thing, and and I I think the MLB is wrong to not say anything about it because it's that choice. It's not like when when you're playing at your home field, you're the only team that has those advantages. The, the other team has the advantage too. Like the, the Yankees have the short porch, but the, the the away team also has the short porch. They can hit off the they can hit three fifteen right field and get a home run as well. So it's not like it's just benefiting the home team. Yeah, of course they're going to play eighty one games there every year, but but like it's your field, so it doesn't really matter because the other teams are going to go back to play their field that they made. It's not like it's it's a there's like a it, the universal park rule. I, I I agree with you with that. It would make for I guess like more equal play, but if the team wanted to make an easier ballpark for themselves, they should be, they should have made it for themselves. It's not, it's not the Yankees fault that they have an easy ballpark or the Red Sox fault that they have the monster or Cannon Yards fault that they have a really small ballpark. It's just the way it was built. So. Dude, but that's the league's fault. The league should have stepped in and should have started regulating. If you want to make your, your stadium special, you offer different amenities, all right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers got a damn pirate ship, and they made it their home for crying out loud. The Mets used to have that stupid magic hat with that big apple that used to come out of the center field whenever they still have that. Dude, okay, bet. They still have it. It's That's how you make a, a field your own. What's next, dude? You got the, the Pittsburgh Steelers to come out and say, no, 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 we want to start playing on a field that is only – 80 yards long with five uh five yards for each touchdown. So stupid. Because what both teams are gonna play on it, but of course you're gonna have an advantage because you know how to play on that field. It's it, it's it's not fair, it's completely BS. And it's so stupid that a, a, a score in one park is not a score in every other park. You're just messing with stats at this point, and then you gotta adjust for it. Like I said, if so if and Fenway Park talking about it as one of the worst stadiums in baseball because the design is just so stupid. The reason why everybody loves it, the reason why there's some romance to it, is because the the rich history behind it, and it being around for years and all all the events that happened there, which is completely awesome. But if you build that stadium today, it's dog water. It's an awful stadium. It the just the design of the outfield is so stupid. You got that stupid cove. The stupid cove in the middle of the field. With the, we've seen the ball like hit off the wall, then hit off that, and then ricochet. That's stupid. And then the wall has been saving them for year runs if you don't get the damn height on it. But it, it's just ridiculous, man. I'm sick of seeing it. I would like to see some regulation. I get what you're saying about adding personality to the stadium, but that's what you do with you, – you can make that center field whatever you want behind it. You know what I mean? Like just have it, hey, this is where the home run is. 
anything behind it. Do whatever the heck you want with it. You know, have your have your uh, your hat with your apple coming out of it. Do whatever the heck you please. But for crying out loud, man, let's have a level playing field and, and let's just see the sport of baseball. Big J, what do you think? Yeah, man, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, like I'm, I was watching that game just like y'all were. Um, and those two, those two, like great, powerful hits by Stan. They, they would have changed the game if we were playing in Colorado or something like that, man. Because I don't get it. Because like the weather stadium is built, it's like the Baltimore Red Sox is like big ass freaking green giant wall. Then in left field, then you got right field. It's like sh- the short porch. So it don't make no sense, man. Um, I definitely agree, man. Like, like design the field however, however you want it, but make it fair, man. Like, they should put like they, in Boston, they should have like a certain amount of feet the ball goes. It's a home run. I don't care if it goes past the wall or not. That should be a home run. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, bro. But like to me, like looking at like the wall, it's it's almost as similar as having the uh, the trash cans. With the Astros, man, it's 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 an it's an advantage for the home team. They know it's going just, but if you're used to getting that height on the wall each time, because you play there, as you said, of multiple games a year, you play all your home games there, as opposed to a team just coming in and playing a quick series. You know, you have that advantage. It's like, yo, I know exactly what I need to score in this thing where I'm coming in. It's like, I don't even know what I have to do. I walk onto a basketball court. I know exactly what, yeah, you know exactly what you have to do. You got to get that ball in the same size rim because that court is the same dimensions with the same size rims, no matter where you go. The back court is exactly the same. You step on a football phone as you know, it's a hundred yards each way, 53 and I think an eighth sideways. So it, you're playing on the same thing. Um, Soccer too. Soccer has different fields. Um, there's I think three. There, there's within like a parameter that like you can have on the size of field, but at the end of the day, the goals are still the same width. And this, the reason why the size of the field matters is because if you hit a certain distance on a baseball field, you score, man. You know, so that's why for me. You gotta have, dude. Whatever it is, like I'm not saying the Yankee Stadium's figured it out. I love Yankee Stadium, but it's it's friendly for hitters, you know, which is cool. But at the end of the day, like take the best stadium, you know, they grade the stadiums. Take the best stadium, and then make that dimensions for everybody in, in the league. And it's like, yo, this is what the stadium should have been. I don't think they're ever gonna do that because it's just gonna cost way too much money to go back and rebuild the stadiums. I'm saying this. This is what should have happened. Back in the day, and I think the MLB messed up for it, and that's why. All right, fellas, like any final thoughts about anything we talked about? Any final thoughts? Any last topics? I'm gonna be from the night, Big J. We are back with another one. You know what to do the JJL Sports Talk Show. We already said it. We expect the Dodgers to go all the way, coming back from the deficit. Anybody but the ALCS, as my boy put it. We'll be back with another one. Big J, take us out. Yes, Let's sir, talk. man. So, yes, sir. Like, and, and do you have any last comments, last thoughts? Um, 
pretty much just sub to the podcast. Just anywhere we get your pot, you got your podcast. Yeah. Just you know where to find us, man. Yeah, before we love, guys, we love you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, you're like, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spotify, like so, Apple mm-hmm. Freak. Yes, sir. So, our podcast. We on YouTube. Big J, hit the links, man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, um, I think I asked uh, if anyone wants to follow you on socials, like Instagram. I don't know if you're on that. Like, how do people reach out to y'all? Like, what's the best way for y'all, man? Well, I'm on Instagram, ac underscore phone fifty six. Follow me there. I don't really post much. I post it in my story. That's it. But we're we're about you, Big Maz. I gotta get more active on it. But you can follow me at Big Papa Maz with two Z's uh, on Twitter. The most honest sports takes the most fire sports here at the JJL Talk Show to give fire takes with my man AC and my dog Big J. You know what it is. We back with another one. We'll be back next week with another one. And we hear nothing yep. but greatness to come. That's a wrap. Like Big Maz said, I'm Big J. Big Maz. Big Ant. Cafone. You already know what it is, man. Um, like Ant said, like and subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, We're we doing big things. Talking big topics. And hey. Um, we talk about some controversial topics, but you know, we try not to intertwine um, sports and politics. But we can't, we can't just like ignore that. So bear with us. Some stuff might get you know too sensitive, but we got it. We all grown men. Um, so thank God for tuning into. Sorry for the for the setback. We were doing midterms and you know scorecard. Well, we are back. We are back better oh, than ever. And big trust. Basketball All Stars first oh, yeah, game this cup. Sunday. Su- first yeah, game we, this Sunday, ten o'clock p.m. in the Montclair Gym. Sunday, we'll give you a recap of every after every of our games. We'll give you a little recap. Well, I'm about to drop like 30, 30 bombs. But DJ, you got to go old for thirty, dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I. I go. Yeah. I got. I'll make it out to the game. You know what to do. Y'all are y'all are hilarious. I got. Fellas. I got my boy John, Johnny G. Jigger <laughs> John. John. <laughs> no, listen, John gonna go. I'm calling two for twelve. Oh man. Two for twelve. John's going two for twelve, man. Shout out John. You know I love you, kid. Keep it moving. That's all rap, fellas. Rap. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. We'll be back next week, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for tuning in. And like I said, the Dear Joe Sports Talk Show, Big Trust. Let's get Peace. It, Deuces. Hold on, let me end it. Oh.